Now let's discuss more of the headlines in simple keywords with Adam, who is an aspiring professional wakeboarder dealing with uh, <laughs> a lot of muscle ache these days. How are those uh, muscle aches? Muscle ache still going, I'm afraid. It's quite it's lasting a bit uh, longer than I anticipated, but uh, hopefully it'll get better soon. How are you doing, Juan? Good, good. You just got to make sure to get your daily stretches in, you know, have the decompression I, I, I therapy. Am, I am doing it. I don't think it's helping much. I think uh, I think in my head, I'm a lot younger than my body is telling me. <laughs> Yeah, I think I'm in denial about how old I am at the moment. No, so it's quite I'm, depressing. But. I'm right there with you. I I, um, I did a really um, hard lower body workout last week, and yeah. I haven't been able to walk up and down stairs for like five days. Oh, so, wow. Well, like, you've got like to utilize you, those elevators as much as possible, I guess. <laughs> like you said, our <laughs> minds are, are way younger than our physical I bodies. I know, I know. It's quite sad, actually. <laughs> it's the realities of aging, I guess. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. All right, Adam, let's get started with the first keyword. New COVID wave. Okay, well, this isn't good news. Korea's new coronavirus cases are likely to top 100,000 per day this week as an Omicron subvariant spreads very quickly across the country. Uh, what's the latest? Right, well, we saw quite a jump, actually, in the space of 24 hours. Uh, as of 9 p.m. yesterday, the country reported just over 94,000 new cases. That's up 59,000, actually, from the same time the previous day. So that's quite a significant jump indeed. Uh, and, of course, daily virus cases, they are counted until midnight, and they're announced the following morning. So in terms of today's report, we could see... The number fall just short of six digits or even above it. We'll have to see what the announcement is. Um, this is a sharp jump from yesterday's tally of 40,000 new cases, uh, apparently due to fewer tests over the weekend. Um, now, the Omicron subvariant BA.5 is still spreading fast. That is one of the main factors of this upward trend. Uh, and there are also cases of another subvariant, uh, the BA.2.75, or also known as Centaurus. Now, Monday's new case of Centaurus is believed to be the first through community transmission after three preceding imported cases. So that's causing more concern. We don't know too much about the Centaurus variant as of yet, uh, but it is a, uh, an area of concern nonetheless. And to tackle this new wave, uh, the KDCA plans to announce the COVID-19 vaccination program next month for the second half of the year. Uh, the announcement is likely to include the plan to introduce retooled COVID-19 vaccines that are known to be a bit more effective against variants. Um, the, move have, the move comes uh, in response to news reports criticizing health authorities for apparently dragging their feet in the adoption of revamped vaccines. There's been a lot of calls uh, and a lot of vaccine makers have been putting in efforts to try and um, upgrade their current vaccines to suit or tackle these new variants that are emerging. Uh, and the United States and Japan already have such plans to bring in these upgraded vaccines. And so there's been more calls for Korea to do the same. Uh, and the KDCA on that matter said it is constantly in talks with vaccine makers and is monitoring the trend to adopt these retooled vaccines at an early date. So they're addressing those concerns and they're saying they're working on it. Well, it's getting really hard to keep up with all these variants and subvariants, and um, 
and I don't think I, I don't think it's a winning battle because the vaccines are always a little a couple of steps behind the actual evolution of the virus. Right. I mean, it's just uh, it's the same thing with the the flu virus as well. Mm -hmm. I mean, everyone gets a, a new flu vaccine or flu shot every year because, of course, the flu uh, virus, of course, uh, mutates and uh, upgrades itself every year as well. So COVID is no different in that respect. Yes. And I hope someday soon we'll be treating it just like the flu and it won't be in the headlines as much. Hopefully. Yeah. Okay. The second keyword of the day. Interpolation session. The first uh, interpolation session since the launch of the UN administration is in full swing. Give us the latest updates on what the politicians who got back to work talked about yep. and fought over. Right. Well, the ruling on opposition parties, they did clash over multiple pending issues as expected. Uh, among them were the launch of this new police bureau under the Interior Ministry. Plans for that, uh, the repatriation of North Korean fishermen uh, and Yoon's controversial personnel appointments were all put on the table. Now, the first part or the first day of the parliamentary interpolation session was on politics, diplomacy, unification and security. It is followed by economics today uh, and education, society and culture uh, tomorrow. Now, Prime Minister Handok Su and ministers in relevant ministries were present at the session yesterday. There were also a total of 11 lawmakers asking questions. Uh, this was the first time for Han to be grilled by lawmakers, actually, since taking office. Uh, and he faced several questions regarding his future plans. Uh, that's because a prime minister uh, can be appointed by the president without a confirmation hearing. Uh, uh, sorry, they need uh, the, the lawmakers didn't actually question uh, Han uh, during that time. Now, Han pledged to come up with new ways to help the economy recover uh, from the current crisis. Uh, he added that the UN administration will help Korea become a more globally respected country. Uh, in response to questions over President Yoon's uh, controversial personnel picks, Han said the government took special measures uh, in hiring those who perform specific tasks to ensure objectivity. Well, one of the uh, hot topics is this uh, new police bureau and the interior minister Lee Sang-min faced a lot of questions concerning that. There's a little bit of a backlash from the heads of the national police. I guess nobody really likes it when they get a new authority over them to answer to. That's a big thing for the police, right? right? Yeah, I mean, this all ties into kind of the prosecutorial reform as well, giving less power to the prosecutors and more power to the police. Mm -hmm. uh, and of course, that's been a, a long-standing controversial uh, issue and a lot of uh, bickering among political parties over that issue as well. And this is just an addition to that. Uh, but uh, Interior Minister Lee Sang-min, he addressed concerns that the new bureau, which will give the police more power in terms of investigative um, power might compromise neutrality and accountability. He downplayed those concerns, saying the work the police bureau would do in the set of commanding regulations are nothing to be worried about. And he added that he would not be involved in the probes as well. So he was addressing uh, issues of maybe possible power abuse or uh, compromised neutrality. Um, over the weekend, the ruling and opposition parties, they did clash over the new bureau's launch, especially with the new nation's police chiefs holding a meeting on Saturday opposing it. And after that meeting, Superintendent Yu Sam-young, who led the discussion, was ordered to go uh, on standby. And other police chiefs are also being investigated by the National Police Agency. 
Uh, now, the minister declined to comment on the punishment on news, saying it is not within his domain of duties. Um, another controversial issue discussed was concerning the North Korean fishermen who were repatriated in 2019 under the Moon Jae-in administration. Uh, the unification minister, Kwon Yang-se, claimed it was the only case he knew of in which North Korean defectors were forcibly repatriated against their will. And Kwon added that the government's decision to repatriate the North Korean fishermen at the time was wrong and typical totalitarianism. Uh, now, the DP thinks otherwise, of course. Um, of course, that, that this issue, I won't go into too much of the details into it, uh, but the DP thinks that it was warranted because they were accused of murdering 16 uh, fellow crew members. And now, meanwhile, on the diplomacy front, Foreign Minister Park Jin said he believes a summit with Japan will take place once thorny issues are resolved, including historical ones. Uh, when asked about possible measures to mend ties, Park said the government is reviewing many options, uh, such as the former National Assembly Speaker Munisang's proposal uh, to launch a fund for forced labour victims backed by both companies and the people of uh, Korea and Japan. Okay, now let's jump over to the third topic of the day. Tax reform. Uh, Finance Minister Chu kyung has refuted criticism that the UN administration's tax reform plan will primarily benefit high-income groups. Usually when there's a conservative party that comes into power, they put in their new tax code, the liberal opposition side usually says, hey, this only favors the rich, only favors the corporates. That's right. Uh, but yes, uh, that is usually the case. But Chu kyung is downplaying those concerns. He stressed that under the revised tax code, uh, the average amount of income tax to be paid by those earning 100 million won per year will be 44 times that of those earning 30 million won. And that's up from 34 times under the existing system. Uh, now, under the tax revision plan, the average amount of tax to be paid by those with an annual income of 30 million won will decrease by 80,001 uh, to 220,001. Now, the tax paid by those with an annual income of 100 million won will be reduced by 540,001 to just under uh, 10 um, million won. So the minister said that although the tax cut for low-income groups may be small, it is because they have been paying a small amount of tax. Uh, and the tax revision plan, he emphasized, will actually give greater benefits to those in the low to middle income bracket, not those in the high income brackets and not just individual households, but also in terms of uh, small and medium sized companies as well. Uh, and he also spoke about inflation, uh, saying it will likely peak late in the third quarter or early in the fourth quarter if there is no sharp hike in uh, global oil and grain prices. So he believes that by the end of the year or early next year, inflation will subside by some degree. Uh, the government plans to roll out an additional measure as well to stabilize people's livelihoods and curb inflation next month, especially ahead of the Chuseok holiday. And he also dismissed concerns that there could be massive outflows of foreign capital if the U.S. Fed's aggressive monetary tightening causes U.S. interest rates to stay higher uh, than Korean rates. OK, the fourth keyword of the day. Chip 4. Okay, so we've been talking about this Chip 4 for about a week now, ever since uh, U.S. Secretary Janet Yellen came and visited Korea. 
It looks like the Korean government is walking a fairly tight rope between China and the U.S. on this topic. Yeah, to say a fairly tight rope uh, would be an understatement. They are certainly under a very uh, difficult balancing act at the moment. Uh, and the foreign ministry official, uh, according to reports, uh, says it's difficult to say the U.S. is proposing Korea to join the alliance outright. And the official added that Seoul also can't agree to an August deadline set by the U.S. for a decision on the matter, saying that Korea needs time and careful thinking uh, and consideration and review of the matter. Now, the official was very careful in what was said, of course, because, of course, the delicacy of the matter. Now, the official said it was difficult to say that Washington was asking for a reply to whether or not Seoul would be joining CHIP4. The official said the government will consider many aspects surrounding the group in terms of Uh, investments, uh, global expansion, and trade opportunities as well. So they have to, of course, outweigh what uh, the pros and cons would be in terms of joining or not joining the alliance. Uh, And, of course, Seoul has been on the fence about this issue since it was first brought up. Uh, President Yu, for one, had previously called for active diplomacy with China to ensure there are no misunderstandings regarding its possible participation Uh, Yoon's prudence on the topic indicated Korea's careful calculations over gains, if any, against losses from possible participation. Now, if Korea blindly follows the U.S., its chip exports will suffer a huge blow, uh, harming its 40 to 50 billion dollar chip trade per year with China. Uh, Korea's chip trade with other countries is about 150 billion dollars per year. Chip trade with China accounts for about 30 percent. So it is quite a big chunk. And so, of course, Korea does have to be very careful in its decision and it wants time to make that decision. Mm -hmm. And our final keyword of the day. Shifting exports. In a related news to the previous keyword, data shows that the U.S. is increasing its weight in Korea's annual export volumes, while the numbers for China is slightly declining. Mm, That's right. Uh, Recent data from the Korea International Trade Association shows that in the first half of this year, China's share of Korea's total exports was just over 23%, while the US took up just uh, over 15.5%. Now, for China, it was down from 25% in the first half of 2021, while for the US, it was up from 15.3% from the same period. Moreover, the share of exports to the US has been constantly growing each year. Uh, Now, the prolonged COVID-19 lockdown measures in China have been slowing down products from coming into the country. But some experts say that China has also been seeing an improvement in its manufacturing technology as well, leading to more domestic production, hence relying less on imports from elsewhere. Uh, Korea is also seeing its trade deficit with China increasing. Uh, China's trade balance showed a $1.1 billion deficit for May, and a $1.2 billion trade deficit for June. Meanwhile, Korea's export figures to the U.S. have been rising over the years. Experts say the U.S.-China trade war that started in 2018 means the U.S. is buying more Korean goods as opposed to Chinese goods. But also, with Korean firms investing heavily into R&D, observers say the U.S. could continue to seek out Korean goods in hopes of countering the effects of its prolonged war, or trade war rather, with China. Okay, well, Adam, thank you so much for the wrap-up, and Lena will see you tomorrow.
That's right. Thank you for a week's worth of coverage. Uh, hopefully, we can see you uh, meet again soon. Okay, maybe in person next time over a beer. Hopefully in person, yeah. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye. If you're listening to our program using the podcast service, just a reminder that we do go live Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. Korea Standard Time. So tune in and help us make the show more informative by giving us your input. See you bright and early on Good Morning Seoul.